All right, so we'll move on to MotoGP. And <laughs> MotoGP was nuts. <laughs> it really was. But it turned out to be a pretty good race in the end um, with a first-time winner in Jorge Martin. Joan Mir with the new Suzuki squatting device, finishing second, and Fabio putting it on the podium in third. Um, Jorge Martin, man. What else can you say? He threw it up on pole, and he wins the race. Yeah. Um, man, what a weekend. <laughs> what a weekend for Jorge Martin. I mean, that, that, was, that was amazing. And all credit to him uh, for, you know, they had to red flag the first, the red flag the race when Danny Pedroza crashed and Salvatore hit him and the bikes caught fire. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he blocked all that out and just went out there and won it. Man, that's, yeah. that's big time. And I want to touch on something real quick. Um, I, I completely just forgot about it in the Moto2 class. Do you, did you remember what? seeing the... No, no, no. The, well, this has, this has a little bit to do with the Danny Pedroza crash too because it's right where he crashed there in turn three. Did you notice the... The, the odd crashes on the exit of turn three at the top of that hill? The, it does seem odd that you would crash that way at turn three. Danny Pedroza's crash seemed odd to me. Like, why would it, that happen? To me, it looked like he... They said that it was a possible high side, but to me, it looked like he just lost the rear and it almost, like you know, kind of slid out and just kept sliding, you know? Just kind of one of those those low sides where you lose the rear and it doesn't stop. Almost like what happens sure. in the rain, you know, whenever it rains. Um but uh, no, I thought that was odd, and you know, obviously with Savadori coming through and and not being able to to see with Pedroza there, I mean, obviously we've we've probably avoided yet a you know another Spielberg you know shocking crash like we saw last year, um, and, and I'm glad that nobody was seriously hurt. You know, and I know uh, Savadori, I don't think he's going to be racing this weekend. Uh, no, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, I don't. I don't think so. He hurt his ankle pretty bad there. Yeah. They stretchered him off. But um, you know, for Martin to come and win that race was just simply amazing. I, I just, it was great. Um, be before the red flag, though, uh, one of the things I noticed immediately was Vinales was super aggressive. Like he went out there and started, and then <laughs> on the restart, he <laughs> tossed the bike. And he starts from pit lane. He's just on the bad luck train, man. I mean, what else are you going to say about it? But um, I, I want to speak about Joan Mir for a second, though, because that squatting device made a huge difference to Suzuki. That thing was getting out of the corner so much better. So much better. And, and if I'm other teams, that's scary to me because... Me too. It took... You know, we heard the the announcements or the announcers talk all weekend long about how long it took other teams to dial the use of this device in. And Joanne Mir, the, it, it it arrives in Austria on what Thursday or Friday or uh, maybe I think it was Thursday or Friday that actually showed up. They didn't have it for free practice. Then they have it on the bikes and they're getting used to it with uh, and maybe FP3 and and possibly qualifying. But then Joanne Mir is like, okay, well, I'll use it in this, in, on Sunday. And it's scary, I, I mean, how quickly that this is showing a, uh, a, a benefit, you know. And 
and obviously Alex Renz didn't have the same result that Joanne Mir did. So, you know, obviously there's got to be a little bit to there, you know, with Mir and, and his racecraft and how he, he pilots that bike and what the way that he feels on that bike. But also this device, um, Suzuki has got, this squat device, is, it's money uh, for them. It and, really and is. They did a nice job. Yeah. They did a nice um, job right out of the box. I mean, it made Alex Renz finish a race too. I mean... <laughs> but (laughs) you know we had to get a wrens dig in there i i think i think honestly it's making a huge difference um and to be again to be quite honest fabio had nothing for either one of these two guys this weekend and i'll be very interested to see what mir does in the second weekend at the same track you know everybody's got some data even though it wasn't dry they you know you're kind of there. If Mir beats Fabio again, the the second half of this year is going to get very interesting to me because this is when Mir turned it on last year. Mm-hmm. Like this is about the same time, you know, the last half of the year after the summer break, we saw Mir start to do every race, finishing, finishing, finishing up there, up there, up there, ahead of the people in front of him. And then you're like, wait a minute. Jean Mears leading the world championship. And here he is. And now the squat device might be the rocket that he needs to get up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the championship standings. Joanne Mears, 51 points back from uh, Fabio right now. Um, so that's a pretty big deficit to, to kind of bridge. But I think that if anyone can do it, it's definitely a Joanne Mir. Right. Um, Fabio is riding very well. This is not a Yamaha track. It's ve- I think it's very important to remember or to note that Fabio finished third. The next Yamaha was 13th in Valentino Rossi. Now, you know, granted, they, they you know, we don't, Franco Morbidelli is out with injury. Uh, Cal Crutchlow is riding in his place. And then Vinales pulled a classic Vinales this weekend. So... <laughs> I can't, you know, and, I can't with Vinales. I don't know what to say about Vinales. <laughs> Fabio is is absolutely Yamaha's kind of flagship boy right now, and he's the one that's carrying that torch for those guys. Um, but, but, you know, not to take anything away from Jorge Martin um, or Joanne Mir, I think this ride from Jorge Martin is so far from a rookie ride. Uh, it's nuts to me. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. he's on pole. Uh, Jack Miller kind of got in front of him for a couple of laps. Um, but then Jorge Martin gathered up and did exactly what he did in um, mm-hmm. in Qatar. You know, he led the entire race. And this time he managed the tire perfectly and, and won the race. Yeah, he really did. It was it was it was a master class put on by Martin there. I don't think anyone had him. I think if you'd have bet money on him on Thursday, you'd have had a great payday on Sunday. Oh yeah. Um yeah. so I, I think that was just a masterful race. Um we talked about Mir. Quartararo, to your point, he didn't ride poorly. He did well. It's not a Yamaha track, we know that, but he, he did well. And um I think to your point, he's not doing what he did last year. He's not fading. So not yet. And make sure he. We hope he doesn't. Um, so he he's going to keep. If he can keep on the podium or right thereabouts, you're right. He's got a great lead. He's going to be fine. But he has to. He doesn't have any room for error right, now, especially exactly. with Mir coming on strong. Yep. So if he crashes and Mir wins a race, or and, and Zarco finishes second in that race, oh boy. Yeah, it's game. You on. know, that's right. Absolutely. So Quattro's in the driver's seat, but he's got to be careful. He's got to do a thing. A great ride from Brad Bender in fourth. A great ride. 
uh, unbelievable for him to come up and finish fourth after the weekend that he had had up to that point. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I mean that's I I can't I can't say anything else. You're absolutely right. Um, Brad Bender is a Sunday man all day long. We're here all weekend. Unbelievable. Long. We talk about it. Brad Somebody Bender. Somebody teach this man how got, to qualify, right? Uh, you've got to figure this out, <laughs> Brad Bender. You you would have what four or five wins probably now if you'd learn if you knew how to qualify better if you could figure out how to use that soft tire um if that's even the issue i'm not i'm not sure um you know but no we saturdays have to go better for brad bender um Uh, oh for sure he always shows up on a sunday just like you say i mean it's crazy how well he does in in races but this was a fantastic ride fantastic finish um you know same for takanakagami he was carrying the torch for honda this weekend yeah so you know big shout out to him as well that's a a, that's a big deal that's a big deal to me so i'll tell you why it's a big deal to me because we know that marquez has been hurt Mm -hmm. and we know that marquez's teammate is not any good. So, but all we heard after the summer break, after the summer break, after the summer break, and Marquez made the statement, I'm much stronger and more fit now than I was before the summer break. Oh, really? Okay. Well, but, but in the same breath, but Joan also... Mir on the, on lap two before that, before that red flag, Joan Mir just said, okay, I see you former world champion. I am the world champion. <laughs> Did you see the movie put on him? And like he does not care. And and I, I think that Marquez has lost a little bit of that aura of invincibility that he built up for so many years. And now these guys are like, we win races here now, old man. He's like, I'm 29. Too bad. You're old. We run races now. And so I think this is going to be tough for Mark Marquez to regain the form that Mark Marquez had before the injury. Well, that's, that's what I. That's what I took away from it. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I mean, not to take you know, not to take anything anything away from Joanne Mir because because I think that's the Joanne Mir now is Joanne Mir has found his feet in MotoGP. Obviously, he is a MotoGP champion. He was the the MotoGP champion that you never saw. He was he's he's a quiet assassin, you know. He he kept his powder yep. dry all year, and he was just there where where he needed to be there. And I, like he you is said, quiet off track, but he's aggressive on track. He is I, not afraid to mix it up. And and I, I love it. it. He, he's a, yeah. He's he's got ice water running through his veins whenever he's on the bike, and and he's so consistent. He's always Man. bringing the bike home. No, it, uh, and there's a reason. He, obviously, that he was a world champion. So yeah, uh, the Takanakagami finish in fifth was a great finish for Takanakagami. Um, Zarco five seconds home. ahead of Marquez. Five seconds. I think that uh, I think Fabio Quartararo actually owes Takanakagami a drink, but because he I think he got past Zarco and and pushed Zarco back the sixth and bought yep. Fabio yep. a couple more points there. That's um, true. Yep. So you know Zarco no, still second in the championship. Brangard Holman second place uh, or excuse me sixth place this race. Man, Zarco Zarco's just doing a great job for Premac this year. I mean, yeah. Jorge Martin wins the race and and Zarco has not won a race. But Zarco has been consistently the best Ducati up until that day. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Miller wins a couple races, and then Martin wins a race. I, I just love what Zarco's done this year. He finishes six. It's not a disaster. He didn't ride poorly. He just got beat today. But, yeah, so Zarco's doing a great job. Alex Renz, as I mentioned earlier, bringing it home for you. He's just trying his best to get off the bow bus. That's two races in a row that he's finished. He's like, I am getting off this bow bus. 
<laughs> you don't think so? You keeping him on the bow bus? No, you know, I think he can almost get off. We'll see what happens at the we'll see what happens this weekend at the yeah, uh, second agree. round at, he at needs, Austria. We need three finishes, yeah, right? Yeah, we gotta we get three, three in a row. Finishes. Three in a row gets you off. That's, That's right. your, your ticket That's to get right. off. That's right. So let's talk about Mark Marquez for a moment. We just mentioned him earlier. I don't know, man. What do you think? Are we are we are we gonna get back to the old Marquez or is this Marquez now? So, uh, that's not an easy answer. I don't. I don't. It think. is and not. Here, that's here why go. I put hold you on, on the spot. Here I didn't we, want to try and answer it. Well, it's going to be a long-winded answer, so get ready. So, oh, I need a pillow. And and I'm going to use your boy as an example, actually. Not not as an example as far as the. Um, Wait a minute. Um, you're going to use Ray. You say Yamanaka? No, you're you're real boy. <laughs> you're. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. We saw, and it's not from injury reference either. You know, Mark Marquez missed a year. Um, and yep. now that he essentially a year, uh, we'll say a year and a half because he didn't, yep. you know what I mean? Let's say he, he missed a year and a half. Yeah. Um, he's still recovering. He's still getting better. He's still getting stronger. He's still trying to get back to where he was right now. He's an eighth place finisher and he's not at a full health. I still don't Wait a know. What? Will he ever be then? Well, because listen to me. Listen to me. Let me let okay. me finish this. This I'm still unrolling this tapestry of of explanation. Oh, here, oh I'm so. sorry. I apologize. Right. It's no, a tapestry. Sit, you should have told me that to start. Should have lived with that. You sit still. Okay. So, <laughs> so the reason I say that is the not only the the, the my point is the level of the sport is evolving while Mark Marquez is still getting better it's not waiting on Mark Marquez to get better these riders are still getting faster everyone else is still growing up everyone is still still improving and i think sometimes people don't think about that because they they hyper and i'm i'm not saying that you are but people hyper focus on the fact that Marquez in 2019 was the best in the world and he was the head and shoulders. He could control the front end like nobody's business. He could manage saves. He, you know, he would just blow Fabio off the, out of the water and on the last lap and yada yada yada. But 2020 and half of 2021, that sport is still evolving. You know, not, and obviously we don't have engine development or anything like that. The bike, but the, you know, the bikes are still changing. The riders are still changing. They're still growing up. They're learning. They're they're learning their own bikes and learning how to pilot their own machines. And Mark Marquez is just trying to get back to where Mark Marquez was in 2019. So the level of the sport is still increasing, and Mark Marquez still has to work double time to even meet not only where he was, but to reach back up to that level of the sport. And the reason that I say that, I meant that I say you're using your boy. You know, Valentino Rossi has evolved so much throughout this sport. Valentino oh, Rossi. 100%. Valentino Rossi has had um, injuries as well. You know, he broke his leg. What was it in 2016, 2017, uh, somewhere around there, um, and was out 20, for a bit. It, it wasn't 2017. 2018. No, it was before that. Okay, was, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, go ahead. But anyway, um, I can't remember the year. I don't anyway, think about it. it. Hurts my feelings. Um, but but Valentino Rossi now is still turning his personal best laps at tracks. Mm-hmm. But everyone yeah. else is just that much faster. So the level of the yeah. sport is changing while these riders are still getting better and trying to recover right. from injury and stuff like that. Um, so so you're, to, to the point is, is do we ever see – I think that Mark Marquez will get back to 100% health. But I think that when Mark Marquez gets back to that 100% health, 
I'm not sure if he'll get back to the level of the sport that will show how, that that will display a dominance that we used to see out of Mark Marquez. Okay. Um, simply okay. because I think that everyone else, and you know, and if anything, that just that supports everyone else in the, in the paddock. You know, has improved and gotten better, and, and you know, and are progressing as riders. Sure. Well, I, I I think I said this to you earlier on this year. These guys that raced all last year when he wasn't there, they've kind of forgotten. You know, you kind of forget how good someone is when they're not there. And I I saw it when when Mir made that pass on him and immediately clicked in my mind, he wouldn't have done that in 2019. You know what I mean? That's not going to happen. Um, but I, I, I feel really strongly that what you said has merit. Um, but I, but I, I, the whole question has been, will Marquez return to the dominant form that he had in 17, 18, 19, 16? I mean, all yeah. those years it was, it was the Marquez show. So, but the answer, I think, is no, because just what you said, I I think Marquez is still trying to get back to the level that he raced at in 2019. Now, that level was three to four seconds ahead of the second-place guy. Exactly. Yeah. Every track. Yeah. But right now, Mark Marquez is 17 seconds off the lead. That's... I've- that's huge. That's huge to me because that's a change of over 20 seconds. And he was not completely healthy at the beginning of the year. And we said we need six races. Well, it's been nine summer break of five weeks and 10 races. I'm willing to say three more races. I want to see what he does and see how it goes. But I'm going to make this prediction left handed. Left-hand dominant turns on the track. If a track has more lefts than rights, Mark will do better. He comes well, yeah, to Coda, yeah. he's going to do better. Right. Because there's more left-hand turns. At, at Austria, he can't turn right, man. He can't do it. I, I think that has some merit right now. Um, I don't think it will have right. as much no, merit I don't, I don't, you know, in, the, right. in, the, yeah, in the future. Um, but no, right well, now. Well, I don't know, I, though, Bo. I mean, nah, he's, he's, he's eight months out. He's eight months out of the last surgery to repair the infection of his arm. Eight months is 32 weeks. And I don't... The Kevin Almeida comes to mind when they told him, your shoulder will never be 100%. Mark Marquez has not only broken that humerus, he has injured and had surgery more than once on his shoulders. Yeah. The, whole, the human body yeah. can only take so much. Right? So I think... So it, yeah. this may have less to do with talent than it does the body just can't handle it anymore. Yeah, I mean, but you have to think, though, too, though. He's not an old, decrepit man. You know, he, he's in a better shape than you and I will ever be in our lives. And, and I think that Marquez might still— Have you ever seen still... me? I'm in excellent shape. I'm in A-shape. I'm in A-shape is what I'm going to say. I'm I, I, in A-shape. I, I normally take a, gelat- <laughs> a gelatinous form every now and again. <laughs> so I don't know. As, I, I think... as I'm sitting here heating ding-dongs while recording this, I don't, I don't know. I think that Mark Marquez may have another championship in him. Okay. Um, I, but I think that it's going to be the hardest fought championship that he'll ever win because of He's, Joanne yeah. Mir, okay. because of Fabio Quartararo, oh, yeah. because of Jorge mm-hmm. Martin, and because of Brad Bender. 
Um, yeah. You know, no, because, I agree with you. I, I I think he's got the chance. Yeah, um, he's young. It's 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 there, but these guys are. It's and I don't want to say I don't want to to leave Joanne Mir out in the cold with this comment, but you have Jorge Martin, Fabio Quartararo, Brad Bender, and any and Joanne Mir. These guys are hungry. I mean, Joanne Mir oh, knows yeah. what it's like to win a championship, and Joanne Mir knows exactly what it takes to win a championship, and that's what mm-hmm. Joanne Mir brings to the table and brings to every single weekend. He brings a championship-caliber ride every weekend and consistency about him. Okay. Unfortunately, right now, Fabio was just you know riding a little bit on a little bit better level. But like you said, now we've got a little bit of a technological advancement with that Suzuki. Suzuki's going to continue to dial that in and improve that device, and it's only go, it's only going to get better for Suzuki, I think, from here, at least for yeah. Joanne Mir. You know, Joanne Mir knows what he's in a really good headspace, lots of confidence. Um, but no, yeah. back to Mark Marquez. I, I think Marquez might have one more championship charge in him. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's, you'll uh, see, but it's it's not going to be like it it's was gotta before. Be, I, I think it's got to be next. That year. was the question. You know, yeah, it's got to yeah, be next. I, if he does, it's next year, and that's it. I think. That, uh, well, that's a that's a great point. I I think that was the question we were all wondering: Will we see the Marquez 2018, 2019 come back? And the answer to me is now no. I don't think so. Um, I don't think he'll be that dominant. I I think he's still probably one of the most talented, if not the most talented rider we've ever seen. Right. Um, but there's some arguments to be made for Casey Stoner and Valentino Rossi and all that stuff. But Marquez. The bike has got to improve dramatically, I think, now. Because before he could hide it, I don't think he can hide it now. That I think that's the biggest difference. So, you know, but he finishes eighth, which is a top ten. Um, but he has said many times, I don't want to fight for top tens. If I can't win, I don't want to do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're about, we're about to put that to the test. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, how dedicated to that comment are you? Yep, how dedicated. So his brother finishes right behind him in ninth. So mm-hmm. I think probably that was fun. For those guys, he wasn't really close, but for a little while he was. And our man, the little samurai, Danny Pedroza, coming in, not raced since 2018, comes in and finishes 10th. What a great ride. I was so happy to see Danny Pedroza's KTM hit the top 10. Um, I, I I always enjoyed watching Danny Pedroza ride. You know, he was the champion that never was. Um, I, I feel like there was so much that his career um, – didn't show you know and and the results that 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 should have been there that that for whatever reason he always found himself in the rough in the roughest situations and the you know the bad the bad outcomes of races and um no i was super excited to watch danny pedroza ride again this weekend um it was a lot of i'm i'm really happy for him really 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 glad to see that finish it was awesome it was awesome so yeah so cal crutchlow said he should have been wearing a a, a jersey <laughs> <I> saw that <laughs> that was great yeah. um he just he just not fast but you know what he wasn't he scored just as many points as the factory rider from from honda polis bargaro so you know whatever well that's because um, the bike's terrible and and it's, uh, awesome. it's everyone else's well fault. it is it is definitely someone else's fault well but overall i mean what else do you have i, I think you know we can't one ta- thing i took away we, we, hang on a second. Hang on. I, I have to talk about what Alicia Spargaro said okay. about Mark Marquez. We we didn't mention the two straight starts where Marquez and Alicia bumped. The two Gerloff moves. 
And, you know, Elise said something very interesting, which I have been shouting for years, is that he said, I can't blame Marquez. I blame the marshals. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're even there. I don't know what their job is. Because Marquez is able to do whatever Marquez wants to do. If I'd have fallen, would it have been a penalty? Maybe. If someone else would have hit me, would it have been a penalty? Yes, of course. But Marquez is allowed to do whatever Marquez wants to do. And I thought, that's a pretty strong statement to put out there in the media. And Marquez said, no, the first one was my fault. I was a little aggressive. The second one was his fault. And I thought, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, you and I did not watch the same race, Mark, but okay. I don't see how that was. But, you know, I, I think there's definitely some validity to what Aleish says. And I love the way that he said it. And he's not going to blame Mark for doing whatever they let Mark do because Mark's allowed to do it and he's going to do it. It's on the stewards. What are the stewards doing? I don't know. I don't know why they even have a job. <laughs> well, and we, we've we've had this conversation how many times with the FIM rules about you know last la- or uh, track seven thousand crap like that. Seven thousand, and, and they'll yeah. continue to go on until uh, until the rules change, you know, or until somebody just stops listening to us and we're not allowed to record podcasts anymore, and then we'll still call, right. talk about it. But no, it's. I, I mean. I don't think it is what it is. Yeah, I don't think I don't either. I I thought that was a pretty aggressive and unnecessary move by Marquez into turn one. That's what I thought. I I, but I have said this about Mark Marquez all the time. I've said it for years and and everybody's like, oh, you're just mad because he's winning. I'm not mad. I just feel like he's a little unsafe sometimes. I think and I'm glad it, that somebody else finally said it. It's got to be noted, too, that the Spargoers are very quick to be loud. Um, so, the, you know, both, I think both sides 100%. have to be looked at, you know. Um, but 100%, but, but, but it but Those were tough moves, Alicia's though. Those, fault. those yeah. were not super yeah. clean moves, though. I, I'm, look, Alicia's he and his brother are the same. I get it. That's who they are, okay? But I was just happy someone else called out the FIM on Marquez mm-hmm. because... You know, uh, the the thing in France that I called out earlier this year, Mark Marquez seems to be able to do whatever he wants to do. And I don't think that's great for the sport. So it was a tough move, tough racing. If he hadn't hit him, I wouldn't have had such a problem with it. But he did hit him. Twice he bumped him off track. That's, at some point, man, you got to rein that in. You got to quit girl offing people. We can't have that. Very honest Uh, to have a conversation with him. Uh, yeah, maybe Yamaha <laughs> should pull him in there. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I think um, it was unfortunate that, you know, Jack crashed and, and uh, he was having a great race. It was unfortunate for Oliveira that he hurt his hand and yeah. was having a tough race. So hopefully, uh, and then he had a mechanical of some sort. But, you know, maybe next week it'll come back better. I hope so. Yeah, hopefully there's no fracture in that hand. Um, you know, yeah, that was absolutely. A tough, that was a tough, odd crash for him, too. Um, what else you got for MotoGP, buddy? You know, I don't think that we can end this podcast without talking for a couple minutes um, about the possibly some of the bigger news that we knew was coming but came out of this weekend um, or mm-hmm. this, this past week, which was, you know, the Valentino Rossi announcing his retirement. Um, that That is – I didn't want to say it out loud because it makes it real. But at the same time, it's time for him to move on. But – uh it's the end of an era. I mean, what, 25, 26 years of the Valentino Rossi name in MotoGP, in that paddock. Moto3, uh, the 125, the 250cc, 
in MotoGP. It, 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 it unbelievable run. He's had an unbelievable run. It, it was it was mentioned during the race. He has raced with someone who was born in the 1950s, and who was also born in the 2000s. Yep. That shows Isn't you that crazy? The, the longevity of his career. I do not think, and and I'm not a I'm not a huge Valentino Rossi fan, but I'm a huge fan of what Valentino Rossi has done for motorcycle racing. Um, mm. He is um, motorcycle racing. You, you know, what yeah, I mean? you can, for sure. You cannot talk about motorcycle racing and then people don't know who Valentino Rossi is. Right. Um, I mean, it, and I, I say it all the time about his apparel. It's 10 to 1 for the second place apparel guy. Yeah. It's 10 to um, 1. They're everywhere. That yellow 46 is everywhere. Yep. And and yeah. I, I'm still, in, you know, I just in, enjoy, I hope that, you know, obviously he's still going to be involved in the paddock. He's still going to be with VR46, going to be running the team. He's going to be taking over to GT cars, you know, and he'll be, he'll be racing cars. Um, I think that he'll, you know, probably be fairly competitive in it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I just, like you said, I mean, it's hard to believe that it's real. Uh, you know, we knew it was coming. Um, but you, you don't, you don't want to see it, you know, because you don't know. We don't, I don't, I personally don't know what a MotoGP race is like without a Rossi, you know, and that's not to say, well, right. you know, well, he's been out of Me races either. before, you know, well, no, you think about it. You've always had something to anticipate, whether he was coming back from injury, yeah. whether he yeah. was, you know, going to be at the next weekend or anything like that. All but true. now at the end of this season, there is no anticipation anymore. You know, the only anticipation that we might possibly have is that, you know, well, what if he's got a spare bike at Magello and he decides he wants to ride it? You know, that's that's really the only far-fetched possibility we may see, I think. Um, yeah, so I agree. I don't know. I, it, it's, it's tough. It, you know, it's definitely – and I couldn't imagine. Can you imagine what ticket sales would have been like at Magello had he announced it um, the week, the the race before that? I don't. I, I can't. I mean, can you, know, you imagine you, what ticket sales are going to be like for Mizano this year? Oh, they're going to be crazy. They're going to be busting the doors down if they let them. I don't know if they'll let them because of the Delta variant, but yeah. they might. And uh, here's the thing, you know, I I think um, for Valentino Rossi, we may just have to make this a whole part three because I I I this is why I avoided talking about it. But now that we're on it, we're going to be on it for a while. I, Valentino I'll tell Rossi you what, has meant. Let's go ahead. I tell you what. Let's we'll wrap the GP here, and then let's yep. straight let's jump straight over into it. We'll call it a uh, this yep. this could be part three or even part four. I think once the time we we start yeah. looking at all this, so let's slide right over yep. into that one. Cool.